episode 22. Total episode 169. Nice. nice. I'm Angelo, and I'm here with Nancy and Jay. Hello. Nice. Nice. Hello. Nice to be here with you. Welcome, A.K. Wiru. International award-winning cosplayer, costume maker, and workshop presenter from Sydney, Australia. A World Cosplay Summit Grand Champion. He's won over 70 cosplay competitions to date. He now travels the world as cosplay competition judge and workshop presenting guest at various pop culture conventions. Find out more at akwiru.com. That is A-K-W-I-R-R-U dot com. And... Some more exciting news. We've finally released our new Seth and Aurora designs to go along with OdaFest's fresh new branding. A huge thanks to all of the OdaFest community love and a big, big shout out for all the work done by Collateral Damage Studios. And as a reminder, get your panel submissions in by February 19th and share your passions with our OdaFest community. And last but not least, for your health and safety, a quick reminder that OdaFest 2022 is a two-day event rather than our traditional three-day event. In keeping the interests of everybody's health, we will be requiring that all attendees have masks and we will be checking for vaccination status. Wonderful. Wonderful news. Yes, lots of announcements. It's crunch time. It's February. In the background, that means we are in the middle of it. Firing on all cylinders. Yes. Oh my god. Oh my god. All the emails, all the details, all the meetings, so we can get you that live convention experience in May. That sweet, sweet convention love. Oh. It's been so long. It's been so long. It's been a minute. It has. <laughs> Before we get too far ahead of ourselves, I uh, really wanted to point out our amazing uh, cosplay guest, A.K. Wiru. Uh, I always say that I don't know much about cosplay, but I've heard of A.K. Wiru. I've seen A.K. Wiru's stuff. You can be on the on the fringe, on the absolute edge of the cosplay, uh, 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 cosplay community. community. Yes. And you might have seen, you've probably seen, some of the things that A.K. Wiru has done. Yeah. These, these cosplays are so huge so elaborate so gloriously incandescent that you can see them from half the world away i could go i could go to like the top of one of the mountains here in calgary i could squint my eyes i could look over the ocean and be like ah oh, that shining beacon could it be over the ocean Nani? Could it i be? see it, could it i be? see it so I'm, we do. I'm very tangentially in the cosplay sphere, and mm -hmm. I have seen memes by him on the internet. Like, it's it's crazy. Like, I, I think I just went to go check it out, like, after, after we made the big announcement. And I, I was just scrolling through some of his tutorials, and I'm like, I've seen this before. I recognize this tutorial in the form of a meme. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. It's insane, like just the level of detail. I mean, like I said, I am not much into the cosplay world, but I played the games that he cosplays from. 
And my God, they are just so good. There's one, um, like the first pictures that kind of show up on his, on the gallery of AK Wiru's website uh, is from Monster Hunter, uh, specifically Monster Hunter World. Uh, They are just so spot on with the coloration, the detail, like. I love how the sword is bigger than he is. I, I know that's a Monster Hunter thing, yes. but I feel like uh, I, I feel like as a cosplayer, you would be you would be tempted to make it a little bit smaller, a little bit more manageable, a little bit no, a little bit less intense. That is for Wiru. mere mortals, for mere mortals, for AK Wiru. On that cosplay, like specifically, because I have my my character has that set of armor, and what's really cool about it is like it's a samurai armor. It sort of has like sort of typical, you know, uh, shell armor sort of look to it, a lot of sheen. Um, it's got a couple of spikes and stuff from sort of the monsters that it's hunted from. But the monster it's hunted from also has, like, these um, horns. And on the... Uh, I shouldn't say horns. I really should say, like, more like antlers. Antlers. And the antler detailing is different from the rest, where it's not just, like, some spiky, shiny stuff. Because it's clear that we, like, took the mounted antlers from this beast... The antlers are covered in like a little bit of a hairier finish because that's what antlers are actually. Antlers are full of like real life antlers are full of blood and they're they're covered with fine hair. And it is like, "Mm." wow. Chef's kiss. Truly. So, yeah. I kind of enjoy like I guess this is part more of the the character design rather than the cosplay design mm-hmm. i kind of like how there's the giant like eight foot long sword and then they're also carrying a normal sized katana as well just for good measure mm-hmm. yeah that's the backup of katana <laughs> it's like yeah I've, I've got this eight foot absolute monster cleaver but let me have this butter knife too just in case i also have to say like i'm just super jelly i don't know where that location was shot at but you look at that background and clearly it's like subtropical oh my god like Mm. Love it. it just it's so nice. So like world fitting for I that just costume. Really adore the level of detail with which everything is done. Like yes. no shortcuts were really ever taken. If you even decided to inspect like a high res image of any of the characters that he's done mm-hmm. uh, assets for, and you look at them and you're just like, no, no, he he did he did the homework. He did it. He did it under a microscope. And it's, it shows. He did the homework. He did the hard work. He did. He did all the work. And then there's and me. Now if we I get like, to benefit. If I'm just like playing arts and crafts, I'll glue my fingers together. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> like is that what cool. happens during Iron Cosplay? This is why I don't have <laughs> I have legitimately glued my fingers together with like uh, uh, crazy glue once. <laughs> don't recommend. It's uh, not that it's not, not that recommend. hard to remove, but obviously it's a great inconvenience to say the least. Yeah, and you're just oh, missing yeah. a patch of epidermis, and you're just like, mm, it'll grow back. It just feels weird. It's true, but yes, uh, AK Wiru is coming to Odafest. They're, uh, I presumably, going to be in some sort of cosplay for us. In I some also, kind of events for us. I really hope it's the Monster Hunter cosplay. It's like. I will actually take a picture with with the cosplayer, which is the first time I've done that in years, I think. And I always feel like I'm inconveniencing someone if I want to take a picture with them, so I almost never ask. 
I know what you mean. Eh. And quite frankly, I never, uh, never ask. Here's the unless ask. the cosplayer looks like they're actively trying to get somewhere, chances are you stopping being like, "Oh my god, your cosplay is amazing. It looks fantastic. Can I get a picture of you?" Like just reflect it, just give them a, an awesome compliment, ask them for a picture. That is the best inconvenience that they're going to have all day at a convention. Like don't don't go up to a, don't like sneak behind a cosplayer and just be like click click ah picture of the mm -hmm, cosplayer mm -hmm. from behind I'm happy no no stop them be mm -hmm. like you're amazing can I get a picture hell yes most cosplayers I'm talking like ninety nine point nine cosplayers if they're not in the middle of lunch if they're not trying to get if they're not hauling ass to the next panel they are so true. happy when they get stopped for pictures it is true. So make sure you come by, say hi to all of our guests, especially AK. Uh, I know AK likes doing workshop tutorials and uh, judging for competitions and stuff like that. So there's definitely some places at Autofest that you'll catch them there as well. Um, I can't confirm all the content yet because I'm not the person who booked them. Um, <laughs> but again, just super stoked to have AK. And if you are not stoked, if you are not stoked, go to akwiru.com. You will be stoked. That is that is the stokening. Mm -hmm. There's so much of it, too. If you don't know, get knowing. <laughs> get learned. On a similar note about design, epic design. On February 5th, Odafest unveiled the new designs of Aurora. The new designs of Seth. Oh my god. Cute as heck. Yes. I know a lot of people have probably been waiting. Um, you've seen our logo branding change. You've seen a few hints and pieces on social media. But we've been holding it in for the last couple of months after we've got everything sort of finalized and done. And huge shout out to our design team who took all of our inputs and all of what we expected the community to want as well into the consideration of the design for um, Seth and Aurora, of course. A uh, huge shout, of course, as well to Collateral Damage Studios, as we mentioned before, um, who took all of our input after that and actually made them real because that is just mind-blowing to me. Just be like, here is the thing you want. I love how cool Seth looks. Like she 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 practically looks like she could be like a, a a runway model, like she could be showing off every single piece of gear that she's got. I love how absolutely cute and and kind of tired, kind of blasé, Aurora looks. I wanna I wanna pinch her cheeks. I wanna wake her up. I wanna be like, oh my god, oh my god, wake up, Aurora. It's time for you to be cute, and you're already nailing it. Hell yes. And she mm -hmm. would hate it, and it'd be adorable. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And all the elements Ugh. of, like, the accessories, every, like, piece of the clothing, um, the facial expressions, everything was taken into account. There was no stone, I no love, pixel left love, unturned for your eyes. I love Seth's little scythe necklace. I love Aurora's scepter necklace. I like their hair I think pins. they're so good. The hairpins match, and they're on, they're on opposite sides, so they match even more. Yep. 
They're like a, a super fancy sharp O-wing. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I need it. There were a lot of really cool iterations that I think at some point we might be able to share. I'm not 100% sure. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't have said that. No, I don't think it matters. Like Obviously, we ha- we'd have to go through few design iterations. There were some really cool ones. I can guarantee you we didn't draw the first thing or and then run with it. Did we? <laughs> We're like we're running low on budget. We've we only wanted to spend one dollar, but they asked a dollar fifty, and we're like, okay. We pay our artists more than a dollar fifty. We pay them many times more that because we value them. <laughs> many, 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 many dollar fifty. Yeah, <laughs> much dollar fifties. Many dollar fifty increments. Yes. But yeah, we probably did. I want to say two or three design iterations. Um. And when I say we, I'm like, just the team as a whole taking in all of our uh, initial input and expectations, refining them, taking them to the studio, you know, all that kind of entire process. Um, you know, I get very passionate about design, even though I might not be like, I don't know, I don't, I'm definitely no pro, but I know what I like. And there were times where like each of us had aspects where we were like, you have to keep this or we've got to find a better th- like thing to, to make this you know perfect and so on and so forth. So that went back and forth for a little bit, but um, like I said, we when we got the art back and um, it was just everything we wanted, we hope it's everything you expected as well. And going forward, you will see it in our branding, our advertising, websites, merchandise, so many different ways that I can't even Im- imagine really hope that it hits everybody's expectations if you if this does not hit your expectations uh what (laughs) (laughs) well said well said (laughs) what (laughs) what (laughs) i wanted them to be cat girls and i'm like well i feel like that'd be way off base but (laughs) all right i mean there's nothing stopping you from cosplaying a cat aurora at odafest nothing at all you could show up and be like i'm cosplaying aurora as a cat done mm-hmm. you could do this i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure if you just put cat ears and a tail on it everyone would love it e- probably yeah so just cosplay cosplay aurora with cat ears and a tail you're done i'm just sad sad in the sense that like we couldn't put them in their own manga slash anime or video game of some sort because this level of art deserves that level of like media, right? I know, right? Imagine seeing Aurora pop up in an anime scene and you'd be like, my God, I can see exactly the type of character she's already going to be. But I love the fact that she, like, our character designs can just like literally pop into a scene of you know any modern show or manga page and you'd be like hell yeah hell yeah hell yeah so very very fun oh it's finally it's finally it's like it's just one one more part of uh the 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 reveals and the announcements puzzle yep we have lots and lots and lots more oh my gosh (laughs) you know what else it's kind of like a puzzle that's so satisfying when it all comes together. Is it a real what? puzzle? So, so cable management. <laughs> I, 
we're we're going yeah, we from the big stuff from a- cute anime girls to talking about wires for I mean, I'm sure everyone can sort of relate because who doesn't have a computer setup that at least has some wires running from it? But it's it's so satisfying. I mean, I think if you're running from a laptop, you're pretty much good. Still got a power cord. When uh, Dio's Dio's desk, for the longest time, uh, she's had it on a 90 degree, so the side is beside a wall. The back of it is completely open. Mm-hmm. This makes it easier for her to set up her lighting and everything for streams. But for the last like two and a half, maybe three years, uh, because it's been open like that, there's been a mess of wires on the floor behind her desk. She's hated it. It's made cleaning hard. It's so difficult. And today we finally took steps to fix that. And what we did is on every power bar out there, you've got the slots on the back for securing the power bar just to the head of some screws underneath the desk or wherever you want, mounting it on a wall. Who knows? But getting them off the floor, just getting those power bars off the floor to begin with, mm-hmm. cleans up your space so much. It's so much nicer. It's so much more usable once you have it. And even though like you're not always looking at the back of your desk, you're not always looking under your desk, when you know that it's good, it feels better. But beyond that, we took the extra steps. We used, we used some Velcro. We tidied everything up so it's not like hanging down, looking like freaking spider webs or rat's nests back there. Mm-hmm. And oh my god, it is a night and day. It is a true battle station Man. to be proud of now. Now I That's need good. to like up my game because like for the longest while, my setup has been just freaking like cables everywhere and like not even if you discount all of my audio equipment for recording at home and mm-hmm. doing streams. I just, I have so many things connected to my main PC, which is a laptop, by the way. I've got, like, a USB hub on the left and the right. I've got, like, one hub for my mouse, my keyboard, um, mm-hmm. Ethernet. And then in the other hub is, like, oh, I need my secondary monitor. I need this uh, webcam, and I need my ring light, and I need whatever. And it's not the worst thing ever because i do have a tendency of keeping most of like the loose cabling bundled up with velcro strips but it's still kind of a mess ah you need you need more velcro or more cable management i need to get it no i need to put my power bar under my desk apparently that's what i need to do hell yeah like not only that it gives you more slack uh one thing that i've really noticed is like in the past, before I did that personally, I found that my monitors, uh, where I had the monitor on my desk, was dictated mo- more by how the power adapter could fit, could reach the uh, the, the actual power bar that I would have, the, the surge protector, whatever you would like to call it. Mm-hmm. And with it being like on your desk, it's a solid like usually two and a half feet, sometimes three feet closer to the monitors. That way, I don't know why, monitors always seem to have the shortest power cables for me. <laughs> but that way, I have more freedom on my desk to lay things out the way that I want that I want to. And it just, it feels really good. It really does. It's hard to describe. So I think the thing that stopped me from properly cleaning all my cables up was that for, like, at the beginning of the pandemic, it was, you know, working from home was that luxury that I really, really wanted, but 
the office I worked in wasn't really accepting of that. So at the beginning of the pandemic, I was like, this is so nice. I can finally work from home. But no one knew how long it would take uh, Mm. for us to be getting back to work. It could be a month. It could be more than that. But no one really thought to really like dig in and, and like really started upping their work from home game until it became very clear that pandemic was sticking around for a while. So mm-hmm. that that kind of did it for me because I know that whatever I have set up, I need to be able to take it down and probably take it with me to go back to the office one day. Uh, and then that just became not a thing. That, that like in the last year, that has just completely been wiped. Like that's not even a thing that's going to be happening. So now I feel like it's a little bit better. Possibly the one thing that might stop me or at least make me reconsider placement is the fact that I have a standing desk. Oh. So, you know, permanently attaching my power bar to the underside of my desk may or may not work in my favor there. That really depends. Uh, we had sta- we had desk risers while I was at work. Mm. And uh, for that, because it's a little bit different, your desk doesn't move, but the riser does. We would actually hide the power bars under the desk riser velcro the cables to the riser uh stands hmm. so that they would move with it oh. and then everything would move properly oh i see but I see. in that sort of situation if you do have a standing desk uh-huh. if you can mount the power bar to the bottom of the desk as long as you can make sure there's enough slack from the power bar to be able to rise with it that would be actively better because then everything on top of your desk is plugged into that power bar that rises with it Instead well, of every other cable. There's still a flaw. Being... What's that? If you have a tower that's on the floor. Put it on the rising desk, obviously. <laughs> no. Also true. Put it to get your get your computers off the floor. That's where dust comes from. That's not where dust comes from. Actually, dust no. doesn't come from the floor. Dust is it just, just ends up on the floor, on the floor. <laughs> from you. <laughs> from you desk. and all of your skin cells. Floor mounted floor mounted know? desktop computers get so much Do more you know dust. The rate it's of ridiculous. how many skin cells you shed in a okay. day. This is very true because you know well. Okay. Trillions. That aside, the floor is the lowest part of your room, so that is where dust tends to accumulate. That doesn't mean that it doesn't also accumulate on your desk, but Angelo does have a point because we have fans and stuff circulating air through your PC. If you're circulating more dust through them because it's closer to the ground, then yes, that does make sense. From, yeah, um, I mean, my, I my, have... my, my tower has a filter on the bottom, and I also could have just told it to shoot air out the bottom even though that wouldn't really make a lot of sense doesn't huh. matter get it off the floor quite you frankly lose like three thirty thousand to forty thousand dead skin cells each minute each nice. minute <laughs> holy crap how many skin cells Which in like a single 50 million cells every day i used to Man. keep i used to keep my desktop on the floor uh but once i learned a couple things like First of all, this was a long time ago, back when I was in high school. It was on the floor. I opened it up once, and there was, like, damn near inch and a half of, like, inch and a half of just dust bunnies. Okay, that's a lot. Dear God. inch and a half is a lot. Horrifying. Ew. I don't have that problem because I I live alone. I don't have pets, and I clean my house. If you have a carpeted floor, you could be, like, shuffling your feet across the floor. It could cause some static buildup 
that could jump into your case and kill something if th- something's not grounded out. That properly. sounds like someone else's problem, but not mine. I'm keeping my tower on the floor. I also would say that my my t- cable management is not like perfect, but it's not ex- not a problem either. It's not like super messy. These days, I the grounding know. issue isn't that big. No, but it's still it's still something to keep in mind. Last year, I can't remember which company it was, but they had a problem where a PCI Express riser wasn't grounded right, and it would catch fire in your computer. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. So it is a thing that still happens. On top of that, imagine if your your computer is around desk level. The top of it is around desk level or lower, uh, and you spilled something. If you spilled a drink of some Coke, who knows? If it spills and it goes into your computer... You might be having a bad day. Jay, didn't you have an incident similar to this not that long ago? Like a few episodes ago? I don't remember. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, I know that one. I lived it multiple times. So. Oh, Jesus. So I was... Lessons learned from Angela. I learned for quite a while that, no, I don't want it directly, directly on the floor. But I don't want it on my desk taking up space either. So I had like a little riser box usually on it. So it would be like seven, eight inches off the floor. Uh-huh. I usually tried to keep it. So like the top of the of the desktop was at desk level. I found that to be very aesthetically pleasing. And the parts of the desktop that weren't a fan intake or exhaust, I could put stuff on top of it. I found that convenient. Now, just because of the nature of things, it was on the right side of my desk. I'm right-handed. So my glasses, my cups, my drinking things, vessels are usually on the right side of my desk. Oh yeah, no, I remember now. There was I remember there my, was my one time. There was one time where I was having a nice night. I was drinking. I was enjoying myself drinking some good old strongbow cider. Hell yeah. Mm. Not a sponsor. Where I reached over in the middle of a TF2 game. That's how long ago this was. <laughs> and I knocked over my strongbow. And the, 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 the mouth of the can went right over the exhaust fan on the top of my PC. Oh. It hit the fan. Oh, no. Literally everywhere in the case. It splattered on, on mm. the heat sink. It splattered on the motherboard. It splattered on the hard drive. It splattered on the power supply. I freaked out. Did it smell... Did it smell really bad? It smelled like apple cider. Okay, but not like it, it was something kind of that was burnt. But I freaked out. I freaked out. Me being mildly inebriated, knew that right now was not the time to figure this out. So I immediately unplugged my PC, powered it down completely, pulled out my laptop, and continued to game. Hell yeah. <laughs> I, uh... In the morning, I found out that I was so lucky everywhere that the cider hit just happened to be a plastic part. Once I let it dry out, once I let it just become uh, uh, no longer liquid, that that desktop lived for years. Until Wait, I did it a second time. You didn't clean it out? Jesus. Hell no. What? I didn't want to I didn't want to put liquids in there. Well, I, I didn't want to make it worse. But until it happened a second time, and that second time was Coke and vodka. I don't have a computer anymore. <laughs> I, okay, so now that you were talking. That time I actually killed the motherboard. Well, yeah, because it's sugary. Yeah. Dude. Yes. Well, th- so is the Strongbow. The Strongbow isn't that but sugary. 
compared to that. But ever since, ever since then, my desktop, I still don't have it on my desk. I still have it beside my desk. But I have it propped up to the point where if I spilled anything, nothing would go inside of it. It's not low enough that anything can get inside of it. it it's, it's a high. And uh, multiple times I've spilled things on my desk. And multiple times I've been like, haha, I will gingerly go over, get a towel, wipe it up. And it'll be like nothing ever happened. Instead of actively worrying about my floor-mounted PC becoming rained upon. So... Also, Jay, you're in a basement suite. Get it off the floor in case it floods. Okay, that's valid. It could. No. And that's what... You spent like... That's your, what is insurance is more is than for. my car. That's what insurance, insurance is Insurance don't you help idiot. you if you can't get a new 3090. I can get a new 3090. I don't believe you. 3090s don't care are if you myth. don't believe me. Have you it ever seen matter. a 3090 in the wild? I sure have. I, 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 I'm like fairly certain graphics, start, graphics cards stopped being manufactured back in 2020. At, oh, this, point, I'll ju- at this point, I reimbursed myself with a 3090 Ti. <laughs> But anyways, Ugh. no, I do I do remember that I uh I don't think we talked about it on the podcast, but like there was a time right before the podcast we were preparing to record and I spilled coffee on top of my desk, which is also uh on the right side, which is also close to where my computer is, which is where some coffee may or may have not have ended up. But I have, like I said, filters on my desk. Uh, top tower and there's filters on almost every side of this case so that actually kept out the water uh it did smell like coffee for a little bit until i could get some good cleaning into it but not get actually that good boy off the floor no the floor is where the cold air is when you have a 3090 you will understand <laughs> that you need the cold air i will not you- weigh in on this conversation any further However, I think I think we need to get off that topic. However, I will ask you if you've ever spilt anything into a keyboard before. Oh, many times, hundreds of times, thousands of times. I can't even count. Very few times. Once I actually cleaned out and fixed the computer of one of my coworkers, not computer, keyboard of one of my coworkers who uh, spilled split pea soup into the, his keyboard. Yeah. So here's the thing: I do eat at my desk uh, fairly often because, again, I live alone and. Even if I didn't live alone, like even when I lived my, with my parents, we rarely use dinner tables. We're not dinner table people. Um, that being said, uh, what I do is like I show, like I have this little riser on top of my desk that has um, some shelving in it as well, some drawers. And I just like sort of, s- and in the middle, sort of where my keyboard is, anyways, there's a gap for my keyboard to slide in. So I just slide that away from my food as it is. So as I'm eating, pretty much no food gets on my keyboard. Nice. That's great. I don't I don't make that mistake. Have you made that mistake, Nancy? I haven't spilled stuff into my keyboard that was ever actually a problem, I guess. Like I'm sure like crumbs and stuff get in there. Yeah, like for one crumbs thing, and like, dust tend to just naturally get into your keyboards because if anything is on your hands, it 50, will just. Thousand cells a minute. A minute. A minute. Several you know, thousands might, of minutes. It might be more than that because your hands are right on top of your keyboard. They're actively dropping yeah. like spores. Are you saying you that have you have hands. skin on your fingers? 
Yes. yes. You have skin on your fa- on your hands. Yes. I like it that That's way. Disgusting. I disgusting. Not all of Help us yourself. like to use our bony digits for breaking locks. Help okay? yourself. <laughs> anyway, um, two things. One, I generally only drink water throughout the day, and I don't usually yep. have super sugary drinks anyway. So I, even if I spill something, it's not likely to be something awful. Uh, two, I almost always have uh, mechanical keyboards with floating key designs because that enables you to just clean out from like right under your keys instead of having to take all your caps off and like get in there with a vacuum. So I like that too. Mm. Uh, but there was one time a long, long time ago when I was a foolish teenager where I spilled orange juice into a like regular basic bitch Dell membrane keyboard. And I did freak out because it was the only keyboard I had and um, I needed it for school and for everything else. And, you know, I didn't know what to do. I like the the switch in my brain to handle this problem just flipped off. And I was like, ah, ah, what do I do? Um, And the first thing I did was I unplugged it. But then it just like sat there for like a full 30 seconds staring at it like, what do I do? Like I it had never happened before. And like my brain was just in shock. So I thought about it for a second and I was like, I should not take this to the sink and run water through it. That seems like a bad idea. So what I ended up doing was just not having a keyboard for the rest of the night. Like I tried pouring as much as I could out of it, out of the corner, but it just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, like my brain wasn't working. It just, it was in so much shock from it actually having happened. Cause like the actual act of my glass falling over and like spilling orange juice everywhere was actually like a really big shock to me because I don't spill things often but anyway long story short Nancy doesn't deal well with spilling things so she usually minimizes the ability to spill things and that usually comes up whenever anyone hands me a drink that's in a can I usually just barely open the mouth of the can and that's it like you can always tell which can is mine because I don't open it all the way it's always like a little sliver open it's, it serves, one, as my identifier that it's mine, and two, if I do spill it, it's not going to spill out at, at, like, a fast velocity. It's fine. It's cool. Fair. Man, you must hate those, like, wide-mouth beer cans. I do. The ones where the whole lid comes off. I do hate those, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I do, because, like, I don't benefit from a wide-mouth opening, Speak- and I well, don't need on, the lid coming off. Okay. So what's all this? Uh, what what prompted you to no, no, no. Uh, mention a keyboard? I have though? a question. I have a question before that. Oh. oh Regarding okay. the, the, the the mouth hole sizing of okay. a drink. Okay. Okay. So some places, some coffee shops, some other restaurants or whatever, they uh-huh. make it an ice drink. Um, some of them will give you essentially like a, sometimes like bubble tea shops. They'll just give you like a the cup and then the lid. And the lid will have the little opening at the top that you can mm-hmm. drink out of. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of but, like a Timmy's lid, but I think you mean a different of. one. No, but I mean, they're similar. Like, the, it's not like the, the technology is that far off from each other, right? But do you ever worry that like the lid's not on enough? And then if you're going to do that, it'll like pop open and then like this happened spill. To me. This but, happened to me in university once. Right. Um, where I thought the lid was on, but she had just placed it. 
And so I went to go grab it with like the regular speed with which you would grab what you assume is a mostly sealed cup. And Mm -hmm. it just spilled like all over my hands, hot coffee. And I was just, Ah. it it hurt, but Mm -hmm. I was also out a coffee. So I was also like more emotionally frustrated than Al. I mean, you were a student. And I was a student. You needed that coffee. I needed that coffee, but I also couldn't afford to buy another coffee to make up for it. So I was just out of coffee, and I, w- I had just scalded my hand. Um, right. The other thing, too, day. that I hate is that, um, as you know, paper cups have a seam where, you know, the, the paper comes around and it joins up in a vertical seam. That seam is always present on the lip of the cup. And I've discovered, very unfortunately, that if you position it closest to you, like on like right where you would be drinking from it, it it might it can it, leak from there. It leaks from there exactly. Yeah. So I've had it like you know leak fairly aggressively. Like it's not like a slow drip. It was like an actual like uh, there was a pretty big gap Stream. in there, and it mm-hmm. was just like all over my lap. I took my first oh, sip, no. and it was just like oh that's weird. Like I didn't miss any from the lid. What the hell happened? And the lid was on tight. Um, right. So nowadays, if I have a cup like that, I tend to check and make sure that the mouth hole on the lid is directly opposite from where the seam is. So here's yep. here's another part of that where, mm-hmm. um, like, obviously for coffee, not so much, but they will do this for bubble tea drink lids where they have that little opening as well. But then they'll, you'll put a straw into it. So that sort of fixes the problem, I guess. Except there's usually multiple holes on that cup lid so if you tilt it it'll definitely spill mm-hmm. but the other problem is as well is that our straw and i have i will this is this is the thing i'm clearly going to die on this is the hill i'm dying on i just hate paper straws all the time so the if the choice is not sure if lid is on tight versus paper straw i have to be on board with maybe lid is tight is on tight versus use paper straw i hate paper straw that's how we're saving that's how we're saving the world at this point is not because i'm using uh fewer materials it's because i refuse to use the material at this point that's better i mean that's that's fair yeah like just creating less waste in general anyways back to keyboards (laughs) yeah okay uh kind of related tangentially since we were talking about computers anyway i recently got a new keyboard this is a keyboard that i bought a year ago because a year ago a year ago i thought to myself i need a keyboard for when i start going back to work yeah and like uh my work keyboard was basically repatriated into the system it just became like a hotel keyboard so anyone could use it and it was clear people had been using it when I went back to the office, like a handful of times, like it was, it was moved around. It was always on a different desk. I'm just right. like, okay, well, someone's using my keyboard. Uh, during a pandemic, that's not really something I want to do, sharing a keyboard. So I thought I'll buy like a nice, uh, small profile one that I can bring, and and then you know, at the end of the day, I just pick it up and I bring it with me home, and it's mine. So I'm gonna buy it, and I'm not like obligated to leave it with the company. Or anything like that. So I got a little 65% uh, keyboard. And the 65% still have arrow keys on them. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. a couple of non-essential keys. So like home Mm -hmm. end and page up and page down. How much money? How much did it cost you? And, um, hmm? You know how you keep people from using uh, your keyboard in an office setting? 
Have it be a Devorak keyboard on the firmware level. Oh, a Devorak keyboard would be rough for me. I would hate to do that. Uh, but, okay. Valid point. If you really didn't want to share a keyboard, you could change the keyboard to a Devorak, and then nobody would want to use it. Um, yeah. But... Or just use text-to-speech only. I have no <laughs> keyboard at all. Oh, coding with text-to-speech text text text. is a programmer. Speech to oh, text. my God. Yes. Also, I, don't, I wouldn't want to do that if I were trying to write like a personal email like oh man that would just be really awkward to do in an open office setting but um jay back to your other question uh this yes. one probably cost me i hate to say it but close to 300 dollars. and okay. so the reason why is because a it is a specific color palette that i really like right it is b um switches that are not common ones so they're not right. cherry switches sure. uh these are these are nk silks but they've been recolored to specifically match the keyboard so like this right. whole Ooh. thing this whole she thing a, is like a very with it, right? aesthetic package yep. i of, understand it's just very aesthetic and i'm sure Nancy, you understand because you also I'm... have like a specific look that you wanted for all of your <laughs> i bought a water cooling uh <laughs> thing for my for my processor that cost another eighty dollars more because of the color <laughs> because of the color because i only I mean, want because like the company made it in two color colors and i wanted the silver and white over the black so fair. i paid another 80 bucks on it i know fair. i you, know the you pain. do what you want to do for your aesthetic and if it matters to yeah. you but so I, I ordered this keyboard a year ago. It was a group buy, so you pay for it well in advance. They use the funds mm -hmm. to actually get it manufactured and get it distributed. Uh, mm -hmm. So I knew I was in for a long wait. But when, when I got shipping notifications for it, like like a couple of weeks ago, I was like, ooh, I forgot I got this. Mm -hmm. It was a moment where I had actually almost forgotten about it because I wasn't really on the look for look out for like another item i wasn't really looking and um i had managed to keep my curiosity and like non-commitment issues to certain switches i managed to keep a good lid on that so right. i just wasn't really looking and then so you know when you get notifications you're like "Ooh, i have a thing coming i've almost mm -hmm. forgotten what it looks like i know what i got but i don't like remember all the details about it so it shows up in a box that's looking kind of beat up and like it's Excellent. more f it's fine it's more or less fine but it looks a little rough and it, like whatever i had to go pick it up at the post office so when i get home i actually look the box over as i'm opening it it's clear that all of the tape had been cut and there is a very clear has been opened by the canada border services agency like tape on it because they retaped it and you're like, okay, well, they opened it. Um, fine. I had to pay duties for it because it was so expensive and it came from the States. But when I opened it, um, it was clear that they had opened the actual product packaging. And I don't know about you, but there's something really visceral that happens in my brain when your fresh opening experience has been taken away from you. Well, I mean, there's just... It's the knowledge that you paid for something that you... like. I don't know how you qu want to quantify brand new, but like, you know, that might be a personal thing. 
it, but it's I would also, I would agree with you. I, mean, I would agree with you that like if the it's one thing clearly. if the packaging, the shipping packaging is damaged, you're just like, yeah, because there's other people it's handling it. And yeah, that's the whole point is that it's supposed to be a protective but shell. But the internal of packaging the had been product. opened. Yes. And like clearly someone at CBSA just needed a keyboard for like five minutes. And like, yeah, I, I maybe don't, they like, saved the world. In that you moment. can't tell if it's been used because like, you know, you look at it and you're like, OK, someone has clearly opened the internal packaging, like the actual product packaging. And the reason why I could tell is because it was a cardboard box. It's the kind with a lid that you flip open. So it's got two little flaps that go in the front and then yep, you, yep. you pull the front open and then the whole thing flips open like a nice lid. And mm-hmm. that lid wasn't sitting flush. And the reason why is because this keyboard came with a couple of extra keycaps that were supposed to be like slipped inside the case. This keyboard comes with a carrying case, by the way. Like this is this is a whole package deal. It's the mm. keyboard with some extra keycaps, plus you get a carrying case with it because it's known that this is a portable case. You are expected to be traveling with it. Therefore, it gets a carrying case with nice padding and stuff in it. But nice. the, the case is now dented because when they put it all back uh, in, they put it all in in the wrong place. So all those extra caps just dug into it and then they, they smushed the box closed. And you could uh, tell that it wasn't supposed to be smushed closed that way. And I was just... There was just a very visceral moment where Nancy was genuinely angry at another human being. How dare they? And it's like, I know you're doing your job. I know you have to look at these things because electronics do come with like a duty charge over the like over a certain limit when it comes from the States. I get it. And I get they have to verify what this is. But put it back nicely. Don't put it back in a way that damages something. Like it just now I've got this really ugly dent in the carrying case because after they put it all back in, it was still rattling around inside the shipping box right. for a while while it got here and, and packed in a way that wasn't the same as Just, we all know it's yeah. like if you ever get a pizza and you know you open up the pizza box for the first time and you take your slices but then you decide to have leftover pizza and you're like well i just don't feel like putting it into tupperware and i have enough room in my fridge as the whole pizza box so i'll just close the pizza box it'll be okay i know how to close a pizza box and it just, just doesn't what close the, the same what, way what are you talking why why wouldn't you do that it just doesn't close the same way who repackages the pizza into tupperware you, you just leave it in the box and put it in the fridge what what do you mean it's not pristine no, that's normal that's the normal human thing to do to be fair, I don't I, have the fridge space for a full pizza box, so I would put it away in a smaller container to put it in the fridge. But that's that is that appears to be asides from the point. I'm on a podcast. I with think aliens. that is <laughs> a topic for the next episode, which actually is the spring anime previews episode. Also true. So stay so tuned we- for that. It'll be spring anime previews plus a little bit about pizza and how our I feelings didn't are. Fr- I didn't forget. Pizza. I didn't forget that it's the preview episode for spring. I just forgot the one for winter. Don't worry about it. Don't Yay. worry about it. Yeah. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks time. for listening. Bye.